Training camp isn't totally over, but a major milestone has passed for the Vegas Golden Knights in their journey. The team has wrapped up the Las Vegas portion of its workouts. We'll head to the Western Conference hub city of Edmonton. And that great Stanley Cup playoff run. Uh, the trip starts tomorrow. We'll only take one day on Sunday, and they'll get inside the bubble and get settled on, and they'll get to play some games. A VGK Daily Podcast. I'm Darren Millard, along with Vegas School Tonight analyst uh, Shane Knighty. Today we're going to hear from Shea Theodore, Ryan Reeves, uh, Pete DeBoer, as uh, the team wraps up uh, camp at City National Arena with a scrimmage. And there was there was a lot happening. It was it was there was some feistiness. Uh, there was some looseness at times. Uh, but at the end of the day, they look ready. Well, they are. This, at this point, you just want a real game. And, uh, you know, they've been able to check all the boxes. I think the coaching staff was looked for uh, at working not only on systems. Uh, we saw them do some neutral zone work, their breakouts, defensive zone. We've seen some offensive battles, three on three down low. Every, all those situations today is scrimmage, uh, or yesterday, excuse me, the scrimmage and, you know, work on special team units there, which is going to be so important heading into, into the playoffs, uh, both power playing penalty kill uh and, and the intensity there was there's some moments uh, yesterday that were great uh, and you're gonna see that guys are they're chomping at the bit at this point there's the longest training camp they've been through uh you know they've been skating for six weeks it's time for a game it really is as a player this has uh, been unusual for them to just practice this amount of time without a game like a normal training camp you practice three days you come into camp it's a lot more bodies play some games continue to practice uh but you don't go much longer than four days without a game you know it's just a little thing and it means nothing but there was the opening face-off of the scrimmage yesterday and paul stastny lost the draw but was on that puck like his life depended on it. And I thought, well, that's different because it's a scrimmage. Yeah. But what, boy, was that great to see. Well, it is. You want to have that jump. And I think, you know, all the teams, all the players recognize uh, because of how unique this is, you have to prepare for these scrimmages and, and play to the most part like you would in a game. You want to get those little details of your game down where, you know, you're jumping, you're winning those one-on-one -on -one battles, you're not giving up on a puck, you're battling for possession. Uh, that That's all important because what that builds is good habits. And you've heard it, good practice, good habits. Yeah. It's it, And that translates over to gameplay. But uh, as much as they've done that, I, I think at this point, just uh, these, these players chomping at the bit to play a game, the one exhibition game, uh, you know, they got a little more room. For Arizona, it's going to be interesting. That's the one exhibition game they have, and then they're in it. They're, they're into the playing round. Five yeah, like they, they got to turn yeah. it up. And the Golden Knights want to in the round robin. Those games are important, but you, you got a little more leash there to get to your game. I, I, I've kind of held off doing this uh, throughout the two weeks of training camp at City National Arena and diving into the little things, the uh, outcomes uh, of the scrimmages and the practice drills. But because it was the last one, I thought, well, why not? Uh, Jake Bischoff uh, with a goal, uh, Nick Holden with a goal, Nick Cousins, uh, a beautiful tip-in goal. Tomasz Nosek also found the net. Jimmy Schultz was a presence out there, and we know he was signed with the high expectations, and he got into it with Ryan Reeves. And, uh, and then Nate Schmidt continues this thing that he started, passing back to the goalie uh, to, to make changes. And, and Robin 
Jordan Leonard took a shot at the empty net. So yeah. it's, sort, it's sort of my way of getting into game recaps and things like that. Yeah. But uh, just there was a, a sort of a mixed bag of stuff that happened. So a lot happened. Nate Schmidt, puck possession. That's what the game's about now, especially if you're making a change. And in the situation's right, uh, you don't need to throw the Did puck away. Did you ever do that? That, that wasn't really part of the game when we played. You know, there are some goalies that could handle the puck, like Mar- Marty Brodeur. And remember, there was no trapezoid then. Yeah. So, you know, it was great. You could throw back to him. He could dance around. Um, but I had a couple goalies that weren't puck-playing goalies. That said, it uh, you know, works for Nate. You mentioned Jimmy Schultz mixing up with Ryan Reeves. Maybe not the best decision, but <laughs> hey, that's a young player trying to show the organization that, that compete level. Nick Cousins, uh, beautiful goal. Uh, the goal he had yesterday was on the power play. Nice play by uh, Alec Martinez, who they're using on that one unit with Nate Schmidt, two defensemen. Uh, and then he had a great setup, uh, Cousins did, for the Bischoff goal. So uh, good things. You, you want to just they, they continue to build. It's all been steps. Now that next step is uh, to get into the real game action. Boy, Reeves must be just ready oh. to go. Well, th- those and for those guys, it's maybe the hardest, him and Carrier, where they bring that physical element. You, you can't. You can't do that in these camps. They're not going to run anybody through the wall on the forecheck. Uh, they're going to go in, and you're going to make contact. But now you get to that full contact. You get to those full battles. And they've had a lot of the battles down low. That, that builds your game legs. But now you add more more and more content, more and more intensity. And uh, that, that's what that exhibition game is going to be for, to get them back to, to feeling part of it. And a guy like Ryan Reeves, uh, yeah, he, he'll be excited to get out there and try and put someone through the boards. Uh, Reeves talked about, though, how his game is going to change from Las Vegas to Edmonton and that exhibition game. Uh, that answer, after he uh, touches on the encounter with Jimmy Schultz. He's going to get it after cross-checking me down there, that's for sure. He's going to get it. No, he, he looks good. He's, uh, he's got a lot of poise with the puck, and he's got a good shot from the point. Um, I, you know, I think he's going to be a good defenseman in this league. The first game against the uh, Arizona, the exhibition game, um, you know, I, obviously I'm not trying to run guys here. So it, it, takes a lot, it takes a lot more out of you when you're going into a shift and you get one or two or three hits. You know, those hits, you know, they tire you out quickly. So uh, I'm using that as a, a tune-up tune up game for, for the uh, – our first round, I guess, and then our first round, like we we want to we want to get the top seed, so uh, it's not going to be you know kind of feeling each other out and, and playing around. I think that's going to be full playoff intensity uh, from our team, anyways, and I expect that from the other other three teams. You know, just going back to that uh, Ryan Reeves uh, cross check or pushing match with the Schultz, it happened right below. George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon in where they watch the practice, and I just can't think that uh, Jimmy Schultz making a statement too. Absolutely. And and George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon have been around a long time. And it was not uncommon years ago now, say, you know, I've been in many a practice where it would escalate way beyond just a cross check, a push a back and forth. It would escalate into full fisticuffs. So uh, I think they, you want to see that intensity, especially out of a young player. Uh, I think that's a positive thing. I, I like when it gets cranked up. I used to love it as a player. If a couple of guys got mad at each other, I'd egg them on a little bit more. It's, uh, you know, it's it'd be a lot of who, all right, yeah, that's it. Keep going. You know, it, I think it just adds to the practice. So you're the guy pushing them together. If I'm not in else? it, if I'm not in it, oh yeah, I'm encouraging it. <laughs> uh, Shay Theodore, uh, we we talked to him after the scrimmage, and perhaps no player was more on top of his game at the pause than Shay Theodore. Now he's got to get back to that level uh, through this training camp and and into the return to play. I don't think it'll take him long. When you skate like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he probably one of the players that can adjust 
a little more for a defenseman. I think the main thing is just going to be reading forechecks, breakouts, uh, puck movement. Uh, you'll learn that a little quicker, what he can and can't do. But Shea Theodore, his ability, uh, such a fluid skater, his stride, his stride frequency, his edge work, uh, that's what makes him special. And for, for good skater, great skaters, elite skaters, uh, it's, it's a lot easier to get back up to speed. How long does it take you to, uh, to, to sort of see the game at that speed, the way that they will in that exhibition game against Arizona for somebody like Theodore, who's not only retrieving the puck and defending, but also moving it? That's been the question, and that's the, the answer is the team and players that do it the quickest, I think, are going to be the most successful, especially for those playing rounds. Those teams don't have a lot of time. The Golden Knights are going to have that, and then the round robin before uh, the first round of playoffs. Um, I, I think it's going to happen quick. I think these guys are, are so elite in their conditioning and they're playing that, uh, you know, it's, there's going to be, there will be an adjustment period, but I don't think it's going to be very long. Shea Theodore uh, has a big fan in Pete DeBoer and the defenseman himself can take over a game. The pace is high. I think guys are ready. And, um, you know, the, our, our coaching staff has, you know, had us dialed in, you know, on our systems and, and, you know, making sure we're playing the right way coming out of the break. Yeah, I feel good. Um, you know, I think, you know, the pause that it was a long time and, you know, a lot of us were kind of unsure if we were going to return. But, um, you know, being able to skate over the past couple of weeks, it's been good. And especially we've had a good training camp. So, um, you know, right now I feel good about my game and, um, you know, hopefully uh, shake some of the rust off in that first preseason game. But, you know, going forward, uh, I'm going to feel pretty good. You're not going to be at that level game one. Uh, but I think, again, you know, not to keep harping on it, but, you know, our group didn't just start skating 10 days ago. They, these guys have been at it for a while and they've been pushing themselves. And I think that gives them the ability and me the the optimism that, that they can get back to the level we were at before the pause uh, much quicker. 12 days to reflect on uh, this training camp. What do you take from what Shea Theodore, Pete DeBoer, and company have been able to do? Dialed in. I think this team has been dialed in. I think they, you know, the coaching staff, they've been able to cover everything. Pete DeBoer said it in day one, you know, that this, he was impressed how conditioned and committed this group was and how it allowed them to almost elevate their game plan for, you know, uh, in, you know, bringing the new drills, the systems, all that work in. They were able to elevate their camp quicker, get to things that they maybe thought they might have on day five, six, seven. They were doing a couple days ahead. So uh, that's beneficial from a coaching standpoint when your players are, you know, ready to come to play like that. They're, they're, the focus is there. Uh, so I think they, they've done everything they can. Uh, I think they're ready. I think just the next step now is a game. I expected more scrimmaging, to be honest. Uh, they probably did as uh, little scrimmaging as anybody in the in the league. But did. they did a lot of controlled scrimmaging. They didn't do a like, you know full out, which you saw from teams. And and everybody thinks they're going to have the advantage. You, you prepare, but uh, that's why I think you, these first games are going to be very important. It may be a little uh, there'll be maybe a little chaotic that first <laughs> twenty. 40 minutes of the game, but hopefully you try to settle in and you take away the positives. You, this is one of the games you flush away. You're going ha- to make mistakes. There's going to be plays that you learn from real quickly, and then you start to feel comfortable. Your hockey instincts come back. Uh, 
everybody runs the camp. Everybody's trying to get an edge different way. Right. It's kind of it's unique there, not unique, but it's not unusual that uh, you're not seeing the exact same from all the teams across the league. Everybody's trying their way that they think is best suited, best fit to get their players ready. Do you think Ryan Craig has a future as an official? I thought he did a great job as the single <laughs> official out there, and I'm sure he got a few chirps from the players on some icings they maybe thought weren't icings or offsides, but uh, yeah, it, it maintained some uh, level of normalcy, normalcy yeah. to it. Uh, I asked uh, Pete DeBoer, who's looking forward to the trip to Edmonton and games more, the coaches or the players? Ryan Craig's probably uh, on top of the list, but uh, here's Pete DeBoer's answer. I'll be honest with you, I think probably the players a little more. These guys have been here for a good you know whatever it was five weeks for phase one and two prior to us starting this camp so um and i think in general the whole group uh it'll be a little bit of a sense of relief to get there you know there's been so much talk about trying to get there uh healthy and uh and and without uh, this virus you know running through the group um that it'll be a relief when we when we uh, do that final test and and walk in the bubble because it doesn't mean you're you're totally immune from it but uh, you're you're in a real good spot once we we get inside those doors. I'm just looking forward to getting in and playing against other competition other than you know uh, us against ourselves out here. And uh, the great thing about it is not, I don't think it's going to be a traditional exhibition game. I think Arizona is using, they have one, one game to basically get ready for a do or die series starting uh, three or four days later. So they're going to be ramped right up, which I think uh, is going to uh, push us to make sure our game's at that level. Um, you know, I think just the, the competition of, of an enemy and an opponent uh, is something that we're all looking forward to. We can make the transition. Team leaves tomorrow. It's starting to get real. It is, yeah. The excitement. The excitement of the players going, the excitement for us to start talking about Golden Knights hockey, calling Golden Knights games, uh, and just the overall format of this hockey madness we're about to experience on TV is just, uh, I, I am very, very excited. This is probably the most excited I've been in a long time for this sport, which I've been around forever, but uh, uh, this is, I think this is going to just be a fantastic viewing experience. I wish people could see you right now because like, you're smiling ear to yeah, ear. Yeah, that's rare. I saw, smile that much. <laughs> no, is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. It's, it's nothing that, but it's it's not like you're you're putting on an act because you're on TV or performing or anything like that. You are legitimately. I am. Well, I'm not a big base. I don't watch a lot of baseball, you know, golf every now and then. There's not a lot of sport. NFL, I would say I probably watch the most, but hockey, yeah. either than hockey. You and I into UFC now. And UFC. Yeah. So I'm a big UFC fan. But hockey's my sport. And now the opportunity that you've never had to watch it, you know, you're watching five, six games a day. Uh, and then you're into playoffs, the intensity of it, the, the nonstop. It, it's, yeah, this, this is uh, my, a dream for, for a hockey fan and for to watch a sport that has, you know, been part of my life since I've been four years old. Good on you. Four years old? You started young. I do. Uh, I was four or five. I, was, I have a delayed birthday, so that's probably why. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, enjoy your Saturday, by the way. Uh, tomorrow, departure day for the BGK. We'll check in on what awaits the clubs in the Hub Cities. Uh, until then, thanks for listening to BGK Daily, the podcast, as we continue the road to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Appreciate your time, Shane. Thanks, Art.